I want to worship Jesus with you today. I want to speak and preach Jesus today in the midst of some of the most, um, it's, it's polarizing, divisive, sensitive, um, personal. But I want to bring hope. And that comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. So today, let's get our hearts right to, to hear from God. That's what I want. God, speak to me today. God, let's just pray that. God, speak to me today. Settle my heart. You are in control. You have been. You are in control. You always will be in control. Search me, God. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything offensive in me and lead me. Lead me in the way that is everlasting, towards everlasting life, Jesus. That's you. Let that be our heart. Freedom, let's sing today. Let's sing the name of Jesus. Let him speak to us today. Awesome. Jesus, we love you. Um, today, I... Um, I come to you. I don't. I, I'm at a loss for words. Yet at the same time, um, I want to. I want to. I want to speak Jesus. Last week, um, Seth preached a message. What does love require of me? And and I want to continue on that today. Um, I don't. Just just a heads up. <laughs> I've got some notes scribbled down. This is going to be not very. Uh, scripted, not it's not polished. Um, the presentation neither, and uh, that's that's okay. Um, I like my sermons to be in the thirty-minute mark. You, uh, you might be like thirty-minute. Well, it's usually like forty minutes or longer or whatever. That's fine. This may go longer. Um, this is if you're new with freedom today. Um, this isn't how it normally goes. Um, my message really. Um, I'm glad you're here and I want you to hear because you're going to get a great inshot and inside look at to, to freedom. But um, I'm really for the freedom family. This is um, how I envision us uh, moving forward, not only now and in, in looking at racism, but in, in any any uh, thing that we 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 do. Uh, how can we look at Jesus and find hope and find meaning and find purpose and be able to move forward? uh together in that and so um this may go a little bit longer um and i'm not trying to do that on purpose i just i don't have everything scripted um as i as i would want um so you might have to <laughs> hey hey kids you get the ipad a little bit longer or uh, maybe they watch uh, some some of mr Seth's uh stuff on on facebook on a different tablet or video game i don't know just giving you a, a heads up. We will be here as long as we we need to be. I'm not going to keep you here forever. Um, but I want to I want to bring up. I'm going to read a lot of scripture today, and give a few thoughts um, too. And so um, I also know we've been going through the Armor of God series. It says we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil and ruler, rulers and authorities of the unseen world. 
against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every armor of God, which is the series that we've been going on. And it's something that this armor of God series, um, it is something that has changed my life. Not just now, I've, I've, the armor of God is something that has changed my life several years ago. I need this daily. I got to put it on daily. Um, and I got to remind myself, okay, I'm going to start with truth. What's truth? And I'm going to put on that breastplate of righteousness. I'm going to live right. <laughs> I got anxieties and worry. I'm going to put on the shoes of peace, not based on my circumstances, but on Jesus. So it, uh, it always comes back. I'm not, I'm not the enemy today. I'm going to say something wrong. I'm, you're, you're wanting me to say something. And if it doesn't line up with what you want me to say, um, and emotions are, are 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 high right now. I'm not I'm not the enemy. I'm not, I, and, and neither are, neither are you. None of us are. That's what he's pointing out. We have a spiritual enemy, and he wants to divide. He wants to distract. He wants you to be discouraged. So we got to recognize right off the bat, we're not fighting uh, against one another. We're fighting for one another. In all of this, Jesus is with you. Jesus is for you. Jesus never wins. And the enemy. We will not let him take ground. In fact, this is the position of the soldier. We know, we know the position of the soldier that that Paul is describing, uh, just by the fact that he starts out saying, "Gird your loins," which means, he, "Hey, we're not. We're, he's we're getting ready for battle. We are advancing and moving forward." And so we're going to take that with peace. We're going to take that with unity. We're going to take that with grace. We're going to take that with truth today. But I'll be honest. In prepping in this, I'm a pastor, but I'm human. Before I'm pastor, I'm, I'm a human, and I've been wrecked this week. I've cried this week. I've been exhausted. I'm angry, and um, I'm not perfect in, by any shot of imagination. So I know as things go out, I want to preach Jesus, but um, it won't come out perfect. I, th I appreciate your grace, and that's what we're going to talk about, too. Um, Jesus says, this is a good thing, though. When you're in these moments, stick with me. I'm just going to leave the... Uh, the verses up on the on the screen in, in Matthew 11. I'll try not to make you dizzy. You're feeling this way? Come. He doesn't say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. No, he's, he's seeing your humanity. Come. All you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Rest, rest for your souls. That's what you need. More than you need physical rest. Yes, some of you, you need physical rest. But more than that, you need rest for your souls. And Jesus, he can provide. He can provide all of those things to me. I'm going to go to another verse that, that sticks out to me. I got so many verses that, that stick out to me. You might just get a notepad and just jot down some of these verses for later. Romans 14. Romans 14. He's talking about food. Because Jews, they needed everything. They wanted everything kosher. They couldn't eat certain foods. And then when Christianity came along, it changed all of that. And so some people were saying, you can't eat this. You can't, you, you, you got to eat this. And then they were arguing over certain holidays and stuff. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're missing it. They're, they're kind of going over what would be important issues, but secondary issues. And, and he, was, he was going through that. I'm just going to skip. He says, if you serve Christ with this attitude, he says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of a a living a life of goodness and of peace and a joy in the Holy Spirit. 
If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God. I want to please God. It's not based on getting it all right. It's on that attitude of how you serve other people. Others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for, go ahead and put this in the comments. All right. Sometimes it's good to just say something out loud. Let us aim for harmony. Drop that in the comments. What's our aim? Harmony in the church. Try. Try. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm trying. Try to build each other up. We may disagree today, but let's build each other up. And there are ways in which we can do that and do that in, in a healthy way. Harmony. Let our aim be for harmony. Seth asked the question, what does love require of me? Jesus, he commanded his he says, I've given you a new commandment when, when they did the Lord's Supper. And we need to do the Lord's Supper here really soon. We may do it this week. I don't know. But at, when he was sitting at table, right before he was going to get, he, he, right before he knew he was going to get arrested and betrayed, humanity's worst act was about to be upon him. And he looks in his final moments, his final moments, and he says, I give you a new command. Love one another as I have loved you love one another as I have loved you. So I want to look at how did Jesus love us? How did Jesus love you and me? Because he says, that's how you love. What does love require of me? Love like Jesus loved. And, and I mean, we could read through the whole scripture and just look and see how Jesus loved. So I, I, I got to rein myself in, but there's just been so many. There's so many things that, that Jesus uh, it shows his love for people. Let's start in Luke 4. This is Jesus' um, intro into ministry. One of the first sermons that he preached. Matthew chapter 4 records him preaching, uh, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Was, was what Matthew, uh, his first words were, his first sermon was. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. It wasn't belief, which is interesting. I mean, he, he definitely wants you to believe in him, but it was repent. We got to turn. We got we to gotta change our minds. We got to change our hearts. But then uh, he comes in in Luke chapter four. He gets tempted, but then after he goes through temptation, he goes to Nazareth, his hometown. And he, 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 he takes the place of uh, and, and goes to teach and he opens up Isaiah and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's quoting from Isaiah, but he's reading the scripture right from him. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. We got good news today. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. You see, see Jesus is saying, God has his eyes on you. He knows your hurts. He knows the oppression that you feel. He wants you to see. He wants you to be released. And yes, there are physical, but there's also spiritual oppression that we are facing. And he wants that. He rolled up the scroll and he handed it to the attendant and sat down and all the eyes looked at him. And, and he says, this scripture has been fulfilled. Now watch this, watch this. Everyone spoke well of him and they were amazed by his gracious words from his lips. They liked it. Yeah, he's going to set us free. He's going to set the oppressed free. We, we, 
I mean, we, we see that. He's going to bring justice. We want those things. Those things are of God. But then it takes an interesting turn because he gets real and he gets practical and he gets in their business because he says, well, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own town. He, 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 and then he goes in, he says, certainly there were many needy widows in Israel, your race, your, your, your country, your people in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed and and three and a half years of severe famine devastated land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner. Oh, he, he was touching some buttons here. A widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha. But the only one he healed was Naaman, a Syrian, a foreigner. They were amazed by Jesus when he said his first, when he read out of Isaiah. Watch this, watch this. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. And they jumped up and they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill. They tried to kill him. Got right to the heart of the matter. See, God was for everybody. But they were not. God was for everyone, but they were not. And Jesus says, There's a, that's a problem. That's a problem. And this was Jesus's, in a sense, hey, we're jumping into ministry here, just went through the temptation, and this is how we're going to start this thing. And he goes on throughout his life, living this out. Seth mentioned uh, last week, what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That, that, that is uh, captured in um, Luke 10. There it is right there. Jesus says, right, love your, love, love your neighbor as yourself. And then the guy asks, who's my neighbor? To which Jesus then goes and tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And if you're new to Christianity, you may not know this, but Jews and Samaritans hated each other. And Jesus is going right to the heart of the matter. He says there was, there was a man who was, who was going um, from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And on the way, this is a story, but on the story, he's, he's, he's telling a story to get to drive home a point. That this man gets just beat up and left by the side of the road. And the priest, the, 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 there was a priest that came by um, and then there was a temple assistant and they were silent and they walked on past the man. And then there was one of those Samaritans, one of those hated Samaritans who saw the man, who helped the man, who reached out for the man, who was not silent and said, I'm going to help you. I hear you. I see you and I'm going to help you. Now already, I can just I can just tell already through the screen. I'm talking about these things. I haven't I haven't mentioned anything about 
race or status or power or anything. You're all, we are already looking at this through the lens of whatever opinions or beliefs or thoughts we, we, we have. All I'm just saying right now, all I'm saying right now is Jesus sees your humanity. He sees you. That's what he was trying to get across to these people. It had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that you were human and he loves you and he sees you as that. So if we are going to, as a church, as Freedom Church, if we are going to love one another, write this one down. Number one, humility. Christ humbled himself and came to this earth in all of our junk, and all of our mess. And he says, I see you. You matter. I'm not going to stay silent on this issue. I'm coming down. God with you, Emmanuel. I'm going to come down and I'm going to join you and I'm going to bring healing. I'll do whatever it takes for you. Humility. In order for me to see your humanity, because we may totally disagree, but if I want to love you, I have to bring humility to the table. Jesus did that. He did that in, in, um, in John chapter 4. The Samaritan woman. Not only was she Samaritan, but she was a woman. And women in those times didn't have rights. You, 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 you read in John chapter 4, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but that woman's like, why are you even talking to me? And the disciples, they still had this prejudice against women too. <laughs> and, and they were like, what, when they came back and they saw, why are you talking to her? You're not supposed to be. Because you're human, Jesus would say. I'm paraphrasing, but he, he saw them. And she wasn't perfect. She wasn't the badge of like, oh, she's the badge of perfection. No, he's like, you got, all, you got these flaws, but I love you. And this woman went and changed that town and that region. You see in Mark chapter 5, We've been talking about this. Mark chapter 4, the storm come across. Because Jesus said, hey, we got to cross the Sea of Galilee. We're going to go across the sea. Well, where was across the sea? Gentile territory. Non-Jewish territory. Again, the Jews were strongly prejudiced against anyone outside of, of Jews. Why would we go across there, Jesus? They, 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 we can't touch them. It's going to make us unclean. And yet there was a, a, a man who struggled with demons. And even the people in that region rejected him. He was all alone, but Jesus went across because he's human. And that man changed his region to go and tell other people about him. Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And Jesus publicly said, I'm going to your house. I see you, Zacchaeus, and I love you. I want a relationship with you. And everybody else said, he's the worst. He should be the last picked. Why, Jesus? And he's letting people know he was always about you. And as Seth said last week, he's about the you next to you. The you next to you that you do not agree with. The you next to you that's doing acts that you would condemn. Zacchaeus, you are stealing and robbing from people. Criminal on the cross, you're in your dying moments. You are receiving justice for what you deserve, criminal on the cross. And Jesus would look at that same man and say, I love you. I'll die for you. 
humility. You see it just bleeding off of Jesus. Humility would give me compassion. Starts, well, I don't know that there's a necessarily an order. But definitely humility has got to be there. My pride has to go out the window. I'm not saying you have to drop your uh, opinions, views, politics, anything like that. Like, I'm not saying you have to drop your passion or anything like that. But I got to see the other person's humanity. And that, re- that will require humility. I'm not fighting for right and wrong. I'm not, you're not my enemy. Okay? I'm fighting for a relationship. And this can go inside, on inside the home too, in, in your marriage. Okay? I'm not trying to be right and wrong with, with my wife. I want a relationship with her. So sometimes I'm, okay, I'm not right. <laughs> More times than not, she's right. But at what point are we willing to lay down our pride and say, I love you. I'm committed to you. We may not, we, we've hit a, uh, we've, we got gridlock here. But I'm, we're in this together. Okay. And, 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 and that is love. That is love, is, is humility. Not to be right on every situation, but to actually show them love. Secondly, Grace. grace is important because I know like right now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hope, I hope there is grace. I hope people have grace because I'm going to say something wrong. I'm or I'm not going to say enough, say too little, say too much. But I also know you're in the same boat too. If you speak up, if, or (laughs) you want grace. Spring, uh, This is this is the gospel. God saved you by His grace, right here. When you believed, we've received grace. Extend grace. Why? For we are you're God's masterpiece. I'm going to show humility. I'm going to try to see your humanity, but you're His masterpiece. I'm going to just read some words here. Black lives matter. Blue lives matter. White privilege. Police brutality. Rioting. Donald Trump. Barack Obama, systemic racism, George Floyd, Daniel Dorn, and I might have got that name wrong, my my mind is confused, I'm trying to say the officer that was shot, CNN, Fox News, I don't... Just insane those. 
I don't know what what I want you to I want you to think about what does that spark in your heart right now? Because it's been intense this week. Uh, what what are the emotions that come up? Just in in saying those words, they are polarizing, right? And for for me, this has been something that has saved my marriage, and I think it's it's pertinent to right here, right now. It's an equation that I've always used: high in times of high emotion, check plus. High stress, high emotion, and high stress. Sorry, I got some, my Zoom call was wanting to go off. High emotion, high stress. High emotion, high stress. You're like, check, check. What is needed is higher grace. High emotion. You can put this in your, you can type this in. High emotion plus high grace. High high emotion plus high stress equals higher grace. Grace. As a church, as freedom, we need more grace. I want to receive it. You want to receive it. Why? Because we needed it from God. And he showed it to us. He showed us his grace. So even, even in the comments now, like I, I don't know what your your thoughts are because any of any any one of us can make any sort of statement here here's what something i've learned i'll just put put myself in the in this position um no matter what um i've been if you if you if some of you are like i don't do social media or whatever it might be a good week to to to, to do that but even even at that like um um no matter what um, as a pastor, as a as a white male pastor, um, I've been um, from all si- from all sides. It, it would be no matter what I've done, it would be you you are in a way uh, attacking other people or even even being a racist. And let me let me see what I mean here. Some some people, I'm not talking about you, but just watching over the grand scheme of of, of social media. They would, you would see, see, I saw some people saying, um, white silence equals, equals violence. Now you may agree or disagree with that. I'm not, this is not the point. So I would just leave it out of the, the chat, but from, from some, if, if, if Mike Brake said nothing, they would say, Hey, you are actually, um, harming other people. You're attacking other people. There would be others who, who would say, um, if you said, uh, black lives matter, that was actually promoting, um, let's say, a, you know, it was, it was already just putting people into categories, like just just for acknowledging race. And so some people, um, uh, and I, again, I'm not trying to debate this. Please do not debate this in the comments, okay? I'm not. I'm just saying this is what I've seen in the fact that no matter what is done, you you can be labeled, and you're not everyone's going to agree with you, and you could be in a sense in wrong in somebody's eyes. If you said. Uh, Black Lives Matter. It's a hey, you're 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 putting people in categories. God sees everyone as as one, and so you're actually, um, um, in a way, doing more harm. You're causing more attacks or more violence or more racism by by, um, in a sense, embracing a system that you know some people would, would go there. Or if I, I said all lives matter, you know they say, well you're not you're you're causing harm 
um, on whatever lives that you're not highlighting because you're not acknowledging their issues in a way you're causing harm. So in all three positions, all, all, that's the point. That's the point is all three positions are, are saying they're wrong. You're, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And, and what I've seen is that that would be the attack of, in a sense, Satan loves this. Because there's no matter what, you're wrong, and there's a divisive, and there's sides, right? But when I see God in this, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is where there's graces to be found, and where we're shooting for is that all these differences do not have to divide us. In fact, they can be a thing of beauty that can bring some unity if we would just allow some grace for one another. So again, I'm, please do. I'm not, I'm not really watching the comments uh, today. I love all the comments and stuff. I'm just pointing out that we can either use our differences and they can divide us, or we can use our differences to, to unite us. And it requires grace, humility, grace, humility, grace. So how do I, how do I love and how do I give some grace to one another? This is, this is, for me, is I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to listen. This has been to me like, okay, how can I, because I feel so hopeless in, in tackling racism, right? It's like it's, it's a, it seems to be a, a, a global thing right now. And how can one, one person, one voice do anything yet at the same time, I, I'm not going to give in to hopelessness. So for me, a lot this week has just been listening. And, and James, let me bring this one up. James chapter 1. Right here. This deals with any sort of conflict. Again, this, this doesn't have to... This can be in marriage in your family right now if you guys are struggling in your in your, in your family because some of you say it's not marriage related but just in-laws or friends during this time understand this quick to listen slow to speak slow to get angry you're gonna you you would the temperature in the room would go down if we would just follow this okay this is great for how do you handle conflict and so for me i've been listening and not, this has been what's been vital to me. And this is where some light bulbs went off for me. I, I well, I've been listening to a, a wide range of voices. People who are on all sides. People who I, who I would say, I, I disagree with what they're saying. But I'm, I'm listening Trying to, with, with humility now, trying to see what is it that, that is driving them. Because for some of us, let's just take politics for a second. I, I, I don't want to get into political debates. I just, that, that is meant to defi- divide right from the start. And I'm not saying don't have passion for, for politics and don't, don't, I'm not, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying it. It, it, we can, it's, if someone votes a certain way or, or someone acts a certain way, and I don't understand, how could you vote for so-and-so, okay? I don't understand how they could get from here to there. 
then there's something I don't understand. If there's something with racism, I don't know how they could take this side. I don't understand how they could say that or do that. Then there's something I don't understand. And so I've been working hard. Well, how do I get some understanding? I got to sit at the table and listen. Jesus sat at the table in Zacchaeus's house. Jesus, Jesus sat down with the woman at the well and he knew her story. He saw their humanity. And so for me, if I want to bring change, <laughs> I got to be willing to listen. Let me see. If, I, I didn't plan this one. I didn't plan this one. So apologize here. Um, I might have to go to a, a few places here. Aha, right here. When you give your life to Christ. So we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. One time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, but oh, we view him from differently now. It means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and the new life has begun. Watch, watch this, watch this, watch this. It's so important. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task. What's our task? <laughs> of reconciling people to him. You, you, not, you know, oh, what's freedom's, you know, grand vision for tackling? No, I, it's going to start with you. You and your heart. This is why it's good that you're in your home right now. Because it starts in your heart and then it starts in your home. But you, right, we have the ministry. You have the ministry of reconciling people. To him. It starts with listening to their stories. God's, God's the judge. But he also said, I, 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 I didn't come to be served. I come to serve. That's what Jesus says. And yes, he will judge. God will judge one day. But before he judges, he will. <laughs> he saved. He provided that for everyone, and we have the job. He's gonna use. He's gonna speak through you and your voice. You're the one. You're the one that's gonna be the communicator. You are an ambassador now for him to help reconcile people. Well, how am I gonna reconcile people that I won't talk to? How am I gonna reconcile anyone that I won't listen to their story, even if I disagree with it? There's a there's a famous st state that says people won't know that uh, people won't care what you know until they know that you care. When you meet someone's need, when you see their humanity and you sit down with them like he did with the woman at the well, it gave Jesus access to her personal life, to her struggles, to her spiritual life as well. So there's grace in that because people will, will relate to people that you don't think, well, why are they spending time with them? Why are they doing that? How could they say that? Well, maybe they're just sitting down and listening to them. And maybe it's not in a way that you would, you would do it, but they're doing their best. I, 
I'm just going to give people a lot of grace during this time. I've been listening to people with opposing views. But man, you know, one thing is, is, is I've been listening. Again, you, may, you, you can just disagree. I'm just trying to listen to people's experiences. And for a lot of people, when they talk about um, the black people, leaders who I respect, they're not, they're not promoting violence. They're not promoting anything other than Jesus and the gospel. But they're sp- talking about their uh, real fears. And they love and support cops. I mean, it's everything that, in a way, well, I just I, I think you would, you would think, wow, they're, they're respectable. You look at the fruit of their ministry. They're preaching Jesus, all that sort of stuff. I'm not, again, I'm not here to debate this stuff. I'm just trying to listen to their story. And for many of them, when they looked at, at George Floyd and what, what had happened in, in his murder, um, a lot of them said in their stories, they, they, they saw themselves. Or there was, they saw their kids. And so for me, I'm just, I'm just listening to that. I'm not judging them on that. I'm not condemning them. I'm just listening. And, and for me, it broke my heart. So again, I'm just listening. I'm not judging. I'm showing some grace here. How can I show some grace? Just listen to people's stories. I've, I've called some people this week. I still have more people to call this week and reach out to, to just listen. And that has, and it, it, it could be, it doesn't, it could be, it doesn't even have to be a race issue. There's people that are hurting. Well, what's the best way to, to, to work with people? I'm just going to listen to your story. I'm going to sit with you in the junk, in the hurt, in the frustration. But then I'm also going to be willing to have a conversation this is not fun. This is not comfortable. Like right now, this is like, in many ways, it's a, it's a lament. It's a day of mourning. I have a ton of hope. I have a ton of hope. But it is okay to be sad right now. It is okay to be frustrated right now, but I'm not going to stay that way. Okay, <laughs> there's going to be some dancing pretty soon. I, I believe God's doing a work in my heart and he's wor- working in your heart. But also conversation. Because... And starting Freedom Church in many ways, in many ways, and I, I, I'm, I'm, there's some things that I'm grateful for because I'm not used to having conversations about tough subjects in church world. And, and, and for two reasons. One is, nope, you can't talk about it and we're going to stay silent on the issue. Or uh, if we talk about it, we're going to disagree and admit church split. What I'm so grateful for you in this church is that we can, for, for many of us, we've been able to have conversations. We've been able to disagree. It's okay for you to say, nope, I disagree with you, Mike. We've talked, we, we did, I was scared a, a couple weeks ago. We had Corey Allen on here and we did an unfiltered Q&A on, on, on sex. Any question you, ha- you wanted to ask about sex, I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to leave the church. They're not, you know, this is too much or whatever. I didn't hear any of that from you. We've talked about women and leadership. We've talked about abortion in the church. We've never talked about racism. Not that I know of, not, not head on. And, and we can have different views on how we, we, we view it, how, how we want it to be solved. But the beauty in it is just being able to have conversation. I don't know what you're feeling right now. I, I mean, you can obviously, you can just click off at any time, but um, I want to hang in there. I don't want to check out. I don't want to bounce. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your side of it. 
And I'm not trying to drive home my opinion. I just want to be able to talk and ask questions in a loving way. That's showing grace. That's showing grace. Grace doesn't add up. That's God's bad at math. <laughs> grace does not add up. This should be happening. This should be happening. God said, nope, I'm going to forgive you, criminal on the cross. You're in your final moments, and I love you. You're made for this moment. I'll see you in heaven here in a few minutes. Wow. Wow. All of this adds up to unity. Unity. Jesus. He's praying. In John 17. Jesus is praying. He says, I'm not praying only for these disciples, but for those who will ever believe in me through their message. He's talking to us right now. This is what Jesus prays for us. In his final moments, this is what he's praying. He had you on his mind. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, that they may be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I've given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. I am them. And you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. That the world may know. Our unity, our unity right here, right now, today, this moment, freedom, will be telling on how the world will perceive us. Can we have our differences yet have humility to see your story? to see your humanity, have grace for one another, and move forward in our relationship with Jesus. Because we may have totally different views, but I love you because you love Jesus. There is a spiritual bond that is stronger than race, that is stronger than politics. We have, we have been covered by the blood of Jesus, and that is what unites us together. We have a, not the old flesh, but a new body in Christ. That is what the world needs. That is what, third thing, we need humility, we need grace, we need uni unity in Christ. We are focusing on Christ. We focus on all the other issues. And I'm, and I'm saying it's not bad to focus on the issues. If you want to fix, um, work on social justice, or if you want to work on the sex slave trade, if you want to fix uh, drugs, or, or, or if you want to work on the education system, um, or or immigration or just, you know, if there's some sort of system, you want to work on those things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. God's for justice. Um, but I also understand we could fix all of those systems without a changed heart. We still lose. And so we, so to me, my mission in all of those things is to see God glorified and, and to see Jesus be, be, be magnified. And he's saying, be united in Christ. That might be all we have. That might be all we have. But I know this. I know this. Watch this. Going to, um, let me bring this up. I, I know I missed the screen. I tell you, I'm all over the place today. That's okay. Genesis 11, Tower of Babel. Okay. Man, hey, let's build a big, big, tall building as high as we can. And God ends up destroying it, kind of scattering people. But watch this. The Lord came down looked at the city, at the tower the people were building. He says, look, this is God's word. This is God speaking. 
The people are united and they all speak the same language. Now, what happens? What look at what Jesus what what God says? Jesus is God, so I, I use them interchangeably. Look at what God says when the people are united. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible. You might have read through that and never hit that point. What happens? What happens when the people are united? Nothing is impossible. It seems impossible for God to bring healing right now. But it starts, it's going to start in the church. Politics, <laughs> media, they, they are, they are, they are trying, they're going to divide, okay? And again, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, well, it's of the devil and you shouldn't vote or not. <laughs> No, don't, don't do it. Get involved. But understand it's going to be the church, Christ's bride. And it starts in your heart that I'm going to choose to see your humanity. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to have conversations with you. And I'm going to show you grace even when we disagree because I want grace too when I mess up. And I'm going to fight for unity because when we do that, the world will know and nothing's impossible. When we, are, when we are united in Christ, nothing is impossible. May they be one. Humility, grace, unity. And I'm going to pray. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Psalm 139, search me, test me, lead me. What I prayed earlier. I'm going to show you one other prayer. It's not an exact one for one. Okay. This this prayer has has stood out to me. It's Daniel, Daniel chapter nine. Because some some I don't, it depends. Well, let's just talk about ra the racism. And people are saying this has been happening for, for 400 years. And, and I've seen people on all sides of the issue saying, hey, as a, as a white man, you, do, you don't have to apologize for that. But at the same time, what if I feel like I feel like, dang, I feel I'm, I have empathy for that, that this is, has occurred. But again, that wasn't my generation. I didn't do that. I was born into a tense uh, situation, but I, you know, I didn't do anything. I'm not a that's that's fine. I'm not even arguing any of that. Uh, um, again, I don't I don't want to have any. The comments aren't about that. I just want to see Dan, Daniel's prayer. If you know anything about Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den. Okay, it, it, Daniel's one of the few characters when you look at his life, he didn't do anything wrong. Now we know he's human and he has errors and he has flaws. I just this prayer has always stood out to me. It's Daniel. He says, "I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O oh Lord." You are great and awesome. That's a good place to start. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love and obey your commandments. You're like, hey, Daniel, you, you, you've been knocking it out, man. <laughs> you're, you're doing a great job, right? But we have sinned and done wrong. Notice how many times we is in here. Daniel starts including himself in it. This is just, I'm, I'm, I'm not... This is 
I want to be very clear here. When I'm reading this to you, I'm talking about me, Mike Brick. I'm not saying you have to do any of this. I'm just, this has just stood out to me personally. I'm set some, showing you some insight into between Mike Brick and God. Okay. So this is how I've been processing. I just see Daniel saying, I am putting myself here. We have done wrong. We have rebelled against your, your, you and scorned your commands and, and your regulations to which as I'm reading this, I'm like, Daniel, you didn't do anything, Daniel. We have refused to listen to your servants and, and the prophets who spoke on your authority to our kings and princes and ancestors to all the people of the land. I'm like, Daniel, you weren't even alive then, Daniel. Daniel, you, th that was generations before you, but he keeps using we. Lord, you are in the right. And see, that's where it is right there. And I think that's what Daniel saw. That God's not here to serve us. God's not here to serve. We are here to serve him. When Joshua comes to, um, I think it's in Joshua 5, Joshua's getting ready to take the promised land. And before he goes to take the promised land, he comes to, to, to Jesus. It's, some people think it was Jesus in the Old Testament. Doesn't say it specifically, but either, either way. And Joshua goes, whose side are you on? Are you for us or, or against us? And Jesus says, or the, the commander of the Lord's army says, neither. And it says, Joshua bowed down and worshiped. To understand, I'm not God. And I'm going to bow down before him. I, he doesn't serve me. I serve him. I just noticed Daniel wasn't afraid to say this is this is something that we're that I'm a part of. I just it blew my mind when I read that. We're gonna pick up on the armor of God next week, the shield of faith. And it says when you take up the shield of faith and you start advancing forward, you'll notice, I think it's verse 17, Ephesians chapter 6 that flaming arrows start coming your way. And those flaming arrows, usually, like you could see them coming. Maybe you use your shield to, to block them, but they were more for distraction that we'll find. And Satan is our enemy. You are not the enemy. If, and I am not your enemy. But he would love to shoot some flaming arrows in this moment in your heart right now. Ones of division, ones of doubt, ones of discouragement, one of distraction, one of disruption to get us all focused on anything other than Jesus. And, and my call on our church today in all of this is to focus on Jesus. Put on the belt of truth. He is our hope. Without him, where else would you go? As Peter says in John 6, when everyone's leaving Jesus and they're starting to desert him because he stopped doing miracles, he says, no, there's a greater need. I am the bread of life. And people did not like that and they left them. And Jesus said, or Peter said, where else are we going to go, man? You're the hope. You're the rock. You're the shield. You're the fortress. You're the foundation. You're the cornerstone. So this message, again, if you're not a Christian, I'm so glad you've hung in this long. This is for Christians. I'm going to put my faith in action. And I understand as soon as I do that, spiritual warfare is coming my way. And it's hard. It's uncomfortable. But there is hope. 
when we show humility, when we show grace, we're willing to listen and have conversations and we say, I'm going to choose to unite even if we disagree. You're my brother in Christ and that's stronger. We'll change the world. Impossible things will happen. That's the church I want. I believe that's the church you want to be a part of, although that's not an easy thing, but it's always better. So I just want to say I love you. I want to say thank you. And I want to take next steps of faith with you. I would also say, if you've made it this long and you're like, you know what, Mike, I, I love you, but I can't, I don't think I could trust your leadership and look elsewhere, that's fine. I'm going to high five you and say, hey, go find a church where you can plug in. Um, we'll still be friends. I, you know, I, I'm done with the, the, the church world where I can't say hi to you at Smith's anymore. I want to high five you. So at, at least, at the very least, send me an email and let me know. Just say, yeah, I love you. I, and I'm okay with that because I, I want what God wants for you. I want to see you take next steps. I'm not territorial, okay? I want to see you I want to see you reconciling people to Jesus. I want to I want to see you be an ambassador, whatever that is, whatever area of life that is. And we'll high five each other and when we get to heaven we will be we will be reconciled. There will be perfect unity. All nations, all tongues will be there to worship. We're like, "Dang, we should have we should have did this on earth." But that's what's Jesus' prayer. Just like it is in heaven, your, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants it now, and you and I get to be leaders in that. Who do you need to listen to this week? Who do you need to talk to this week? Who do you need to show grace to this week? Who is it that, that has totally different views and values that you do that you need to befriend and see their humanity and not defend befriend not defriend and love them just as Jesus loved them I think I hit my my hand <laughs> And I just want to say I love you. I love pastoring this church. I know I'm, I'm down and I'm somber and I don't know. Um, I, I, I usually like to laugh and have more energy. And we will. But I want you to know I have an unshakable hope in an unshakable God. And I'm, I'm so grateful. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to close out with the same song. Jesus, we love you. And then... It will be, um, we'll have a, there'll be a countdown and it will close down. But I just, if you need to pray during this time, pray. If you need prayer during this time, ask for prayer. If you want to stand up and just, Jesus, I love you. I'm going to start there. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And then we can go take some next steps forward and loving other people around us. I look forward to reading the comments. 
And uh, again, let's have conversations. So if you want to talk, you can talk with, talk with me. Um, that's fine. It's There's been a lot of conversations, so I'm kind of slow on getting around to some of those, but I, I definitely value it. I definitely value you. Um, but maybe you don't need to talk to me. Maybe you need to have conversations with those in your family or with God. So um, I'm cheering you on, and uh, let's worship together, and then we'll close out.